Chapter four part eleven of famous stories every child should know this is a LibriVox recording all LibriVox recordings are in the public domain For more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org Famous stories every child should know edited by Hamilton Wright maybe chapter four part eleven Undine by Friedrich Baron de Lamont folk Part Eleven, Bertalda's Birthday. The guests were now assembled at table. Bertalda sat at the top, adorned with flowers like the goddess of spring, and flashing with jewels, the gifts of many friends and relations. Undine and Huldbrand were on either side of her. When the sumptuous meal was ended and the dessert served, the doors were opened according to the good old german custom to let the common people look in and have their share in the gaiety of the rich the attendants offered wine and cake to the assembled crowd huldbrand and bertalda were eagerly watching for the promised disclosure and both kept their eyes fixed upon undine but she was still silent her cheeks dimpled occasionally with a bright conscious smile those that knew what she was about to do could perceive that her interesting secret was ready to burst from her lips but that she was playfully determined to keep it in as children sometimes will save their daintiest morsels for the last her silent glee communicated itself to the other two who watched impatiently for the happy news that was about to gladden their hearts some of the company now asked undine for a song she seemed to be prepared with one and sent for her lute to which she sang as follows the sun gilds the wave the flowers are sweet and the ocean doth lave the grass at our feet what lies on the earth so blooming and gay doth a blossom peep forth and greet the new day ah tis a fair child she sports with the flowers so gladsome and mild through the warm sunny hours o sweet one who brought thee from far distant shore old ocean he caught thee and many a league bore poor babe all in vain thou dost put forth thy hand none clasp it again tis a bleak foreign land the flowers bloom brightly and soft breathes the air but all pass thee lightly thy mother is far thy life scarce begun thy smiles fresh from heaven thy best treasure is gone to another tis given a gallant charger treads the dell his noble rider pities thee he takes thee home he tends thee well and cares for thee right generously well thou becomest thy station high and bloomest the fairest in the land and yet alas the purest joy is left on thine own distant strand undine put down her lute with a melancholy smile and the eyes of the duke and duchess filled with tears so it was when i found you my poor innocent orphan said the duke with great emotion as the fair singer said your best treasure was gone and we have been unable to supply its place now let us think of the poor parents said undine and she struck the chords and sang mother roves from room to room seeking rest she knows not how the house is silent as the tomb and who is there to bless her now silent house o oh, words of sorrow where is now her darling child she who should have cheered the morrow and the evening hours beguiled the buds are swelling on the tree the sun returns when night is o'er but mother 
ne'er comes joy to thee thy child shall bless thine eyes no more and when the evening breezes blow and father seeks his own fireside he smiles forgetful of his woe but ah his tears that smile shall hide father knows that in his home death-like stillness dwells for a the voice of mirth no more shall come and mother sighs the livelong day oh undine for god's sake where are my parents cried bertalda weeping surely you know you have discovered it most wonderful woman else how could you have stirred my inmost heart as you have done they are perhaps even now in the room can it be and her eyes glanced over the gay assembly and fixed upon a reigning princess who sat next to the duke but undine bent forward to the door her eyes overflowing with the happiest tears where are they the poor anxious parents said she and the old fisherman and his wife came out from the crowd of bystanders they turned an inquiring eye upon undine and then upon the handsome lady whom they were to call daughter there she is faltered the delighted undine and the aged couple caught their long-lost child in their arms thanking god and weeping aloud affrighted and enraged bertalda shrunk from their embrace it was more than her proud spirit could bear to be thus degraded at a moment too when she was fully expecting an increase of splendor and fancy was showering pearls and diadems upon her head she suspected that her rival had contrived this on purpose to mortify her before huldbrand and all the world she reviled both undine and the old people the hateful words treacherous creature and bribed wretches burst from her lips the old woman said in a half whisper dear me she has grown up a wicked woman and yet my heart tells me she is my own child the fisherman had clasped his hands and was praying silently that this girl might not prove to be theirs indeed undine pale as death looked from bertalda to the parents from the parents to bertalda and could not recover the rude shock she had sustained at being plunged from all her happy dreams into a state of fear and misery such as she had never known before have you a soul have you indeed a soul bertalda she exclaimed once or twice trying to recall her angry friend to reason from what she took for a fit of madness or a kind of nightmare but bertalda only stormed the louder the repulsed parents wailed piteously and the company began to dispute angrily and to side with one or the other when undine stepped forward and asked with so much earnest gentleness to be listened to in her husband's house that all was hushed in a moment she took the place which bertalda had left at the head of the table and as she stood there in modest dignity the eyes of all turned toward her and she said you all that cast such angry looks at each other and so cruelly spoil the joy of my poor feast alas i little knew what your foolish angry passions were and i think i never shall understand you what i had hoped would do so much good has led to all this but that is not my fault it is your own doing believe me i have little more to say but one thing you must hear i have told no falsehood proofs I have none to give beyond my word but i will swear to the truth of it i heard it from him who decoyed bertalda from her parents into the water and then laid her down in the meadow where the duke was to pass she is a sorceress cried bertalda 
a witch who has dealings with evil spirits she has acknowledged it i have not said undine with a heaven of innocence and guilelessness in her eyes nor am i a witch only look at me then she lies cried bertalda and she dares not assert that i was born of these mean people my noble parents i beseech you take me out of this room and this town where they are leagued together to insult me but the venerable duke stood still and his lady said we must first sift this matter to the bottom nothing shall make me leave the room till my doubts are satisfied then the old woman came up made a deep obeisance to the duchess and said you give me courage to speak my noble worthy lady I must tell you that if this ungodly young woman is my daughter I shall know her by a violet mark between her shoulders and another on the left instep if she would but come with me into another room I will not uncover myself before that countrywoman said Bertolda proudly turning away but before me you will rejoined the Duchess gravely you shall go with me into that room young woman and the good dame will accompany us they withdrew together leaving the party in silent suspense in a few minutes they came back bertalda was deadly pale and the duchess said truth is truth and i am bound to declare that our lady hostess has told us perfectly right bertalda is the fisherman's daughter more than that it concerns nobody to know and the princely pair departed taking with them their adopted child and followed upon a sign from the duke by the fisherman and his wife the rest of the assembly broke up in silence or with secret murmurs and undine sank into huldbrand's arms weeping bitterly end of chapter four part eleven